I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11. Um, Yesterday was Mother's Day, and so we just wanted to take some time to acknowledge that Mother's Day isn't necessarily a wonderful day for everyone. Um, Mothers are kind of, I feel like, taken for granted a little bit. Um, There's like the expectation from society that mothers are just people who do everything with no expectation of anything in return. Um, But I think that also important to note is that we don't take into account all the people that are mothers. Like there's women who have miscarriages their mothers women who have lost children are mothers women who have given children up for adoption are mothers like it's not just like the nuclear family picket fence idea of motherhood that we should be thinking about on this day it should like we should be honoring everybody every person that has carried a baby however long that was another thing to think about is um, you may have lost your mom or you might not have a close relationship with your mom or it might be estranged Um, so that might be a difficult um, day to get through Mm -hmm. um, if you're dealing with that or or maneuvering that Um, it brings us to one of the points we made before about shooting Um, I don't think you should, like I'm just saying, should necessarily plan what you need to do or what you think you should do. Um, Don't shut on yourself. Mm -hmm. Do do what feels right. Like I always say, um, what feels best? What do you want to do? Like, it's your day as a mother. Or if you're not a mother and you're thinking about your own mother, same thing. Like, what do you feel like doing? What do you think your mom would want? Mm -hmm. Or what do you need to do to get through the day? Yeah. If it's like a a strange relationship like you said or you've lost your mom you might still want to take that time to honor your mom and the relationship that you did have yeah it might be a good day to like lay out what you need or even just before that I know we're after Mother's Day now but um, you can also give yourself permission not to celebrate at all Mm -hmm. and that's okay too yeah absolutely there's been so many times where I like I'm forced to do something on Mother's Day that I don't want to do necessarily and it's not about me and I'm a mother so um, this year I'm doing what I want to do and I'm making that choice yeah yeah and I think that you know as our kids get older like we both have adult children now I think that Mother's Day for us kind of shifts a little bit I feel like so now this year for me my focus isn't on me as a mom or me as a daughter even but me as a grandma and how thankful I am 
for my daughter-in-law and the amazing job that she's doing being a mother and just like learning every day how to support the baby, how to, you know, engage with him, respond to him, discover what it is that he needs and learning how he's communicating to her. She is like, I am so in awe every day of her. I just appreciate and love her so much. That's amazing. So how will the day look for you? And it will be different this year for you and for her. Yes. I, I mean, I'm hoping to spend it with a few um, close friends um, and obviously my daughter-in-law and just relax and eat food. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good food. We, one of, one of the moms and I have talked about deep fried pickles. <laughs> oh, perfect. Pickle chips. And there's going to be like cake and yeah, it's going to be a good day and the yeah. weather's going to be beautiful. So that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important. Just like <clears throat> what do we want this day to look like for what we need um, in facing the trauma mm -hmm. that we ex experienced as children, have experienced as adults. I mean, there's so much to think about. There is, yeah. And speaking of trauma, I was thinking about looking back at past Mother's Days and what's worked and what hasn't. One of the best Mother's Days I spent was simply, I believe it was just me and my mom sitting on hammocks in her backyard. Mm. And it was just, we didn't do anything. We just relaxed and it was really nice. There's that. no pressure. Um, she doesn't live here anymore and I miss her, but um, I appreciated doing that. So I will think about what I'm going to do moving forward, keeping that in mind and maybe just mother myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't do that very often. No, no. Um, yeah. I like that, that visual of you guys sitting in hammocks and yeah. I'm wondering if she'll actually remember about, remember that, but I think so. It was, it was actually just after my dad passed away. I think we were just oh, sitting, yeah. just sitting literally like for the first year, you don't really know what to do. Sometimes we yeah. didn't, we just sort of, existed and yeah. yeah that would be a hard that would have been a hard one yeah but it, because you had tr past traumas doesn't mean you can't have a good mother's day moving forward oh um, yeah it doesn't mean it's going to be good either it, we talk about <laughs> expectations absolutely <laughs> um, yeah I never have good expectations of it so maybe maybe this will be the year because I don't have any expectations that it will be okay the weather certainly helps I will agree mm -hmm. with you on that one yeah I mean in the like in the way of expectations I think that it's not I mean we know this it's not just like my expectations for the day but also the expectations that are put on us by other people mm -hmm. so like if you're celebrating with somebody who needs there to be like this perfect meal and everybody to be happy and dressed a certain way and the table set a certain way those days are super stressful for yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. You. Absolutely. I uh, I am not that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love to get dressed up and look fancy, but for about five minutes. Yeah. Then I'll be dirty. Something of a slop on me. I always spill. <laughs> always. It doesn't matter. I spilled today. Yes. <laughs>
One of the articles that I found uh, is talking about something called the mother wound. Um, so it describes the mother wound as an attachment trauma that creates a sense of confusion and devastation in a child's psyche. It instills deeply rooted beliefs that make the child feel unloved, abandoned, unworthy of care, and even fearful of expressing themselves. The wound can be so strong that it unconsciously affects their adult relationships and mental health today. Now, I'm bringing this up because we are a, a podcast about trauma. Um, I'm not suggesting that either one of us have experienced mother wounds. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge that this is, like, it's a real thing that people experience. And... I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, how you know, or how you would know if this was something you experienced. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to bring up. There's, a, I actually know people that have this, um, these thoughts. I just didn't know there was a word to it. So mm -hmm. this is really interesting that you found this. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff in there that um, they talk about was, uh, if you know you have it, you feel belittled or abandoned, um, misunderstood. Um, and not all of these things mean you have a mother wound either, just putting that out there. Mm -hmm. um, you might feel a bit isolated or like an outsider, which actually causes um, like you to doubt yourself uh, and make, make you um, not trust your own emotions, thoughts, mm -hmm. or feelings because you don't trust what you're feeling is relevant or real. Um, yeah, so you often will dismiss yourself. Um, making it hard to figure out what's actually going on so you're not finding who you are authentically if yeah. this happens. Yeah. Like, how do you know? Because you're constantly trying to um, do better, live up to somebody, or feel better. Yeah. It almost feels like self-sabotage uh, a little bit. Like, yeah. we're not giving our stories the weight and space that they deserve because they're real things that happen to us um but making making ourselves question our i guess in a way sanity like yeah. are we losing our minds a little bit <laughs> um so other ways it can manifest is attachment is issues um you could have codependent patterns uh, depression and anxiety, disordered eating, substance misuse, um, which we know from past episodes and all the readings that we're doing, these are all trauma responses. Like these are all symptoms of trauma. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, this actually like leads into having issues in your personal relationships, especially like you could be codependent on somebody and be in become in a really abusive relationship mm -hmm. um, or relying on people that like just aren't going to be there for you. Um, there's some common traits of women who are struggling with it. And that's, we can all guess like lack of self-confidence, self-sabotage, like you had said, mm -hmm. um, Paralyzing perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lack of motivation to start or complete new projects. I've seen this so much, actually, in friends. You know, I just learned that that 
is like that that's a sign of perfectionism not being able to complete something yeah <laughs> and I also never knew that it was a trauma response oh I didn't know that either yeah yeah, I thought it, I knew it was a like a perfectionist thing. That's why I knew I didn't have that because I, I I'm not perfect perfect and I don't try to be, and I can definitely start and finish things. But I had no idea that was a trauma response. Yeah, I I've discovered that I don't always complete things. I can start things, but then to follow through and have the closure, I really struggle with that. I don't think that that means that. I think I'm perfect. I think that it means that I think that I'm not perfect. Okay. And so I don't want to mess it up. One other thing that I want to acknowledge is that if you do have significant childhood trauma, that that also can impact the way you parent your own children. Um, you know, you hear people say, I, I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to do it like my mom did it. Um, or say things that my mom said. Um, and then when you're a parent, you say the things that your mom said. <laughs> yeah. Cause I hate to like go off topic, but like it's generational trauma. It's just in yes. your body and it's going to happen. I'm yeah. Sorry to tell everybody that doesn't know this already. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the the one thing that I remember not ever wanting to say to my kids was because I said so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not because that was a traumatic thing for me. I just didn't want to say it. And then I said it. And I was so mad at myself. <laughs> but I also realized why my mom said it. Yeah. Like, you can only answer the same question so many times because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. The first 20 times were all the same answers. So yeah. stop asking. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. I mean, we're all going to kind of repeat what we learned, right? Absolutely. And whether that was good or bad, I think that having the knowledge or acknowledging that it's there is how we're going to be able to move past it. Yeah. So I think that um, being a mom, if you've experienced childhood trauma, can remind you of the things that you went through as a child. And um, when you're watching your child go through something, then it could be a trigger for you. Yeah. It's important to remember that or look for it if, you, if you're thinking about it, if you're looking back at your parenting style, um, just mm. to be gentle with yourself because yes. it really is, um, when I say generational, I mean, you don't have a choice. It's like ingrained in your body. Yeah, it changes your DNA. It does. It yeah. changes everything. It's just the way it is and you just have to be aware of it and be kind to yourself. Yeah. You can make some changes for sure, like Carrie was just saying about not, not wanting to say a certain thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am working with a family and we were talking about discipline and one of the parents said, you know, I could discipline the way I was disciplined, but I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I can't even raise my voice to my child because of how I was parented. It is like a, it 
almost was like they shut down. Mm. And if they even came close to having to raise their voice, it was like total detachment and walk away. And that's actually my experience as well. Like my dad was very loud and very, you'd listen to what he said and you did what you what he asked you to do or else Mm. um and you didn't want to know what or else meant because I said so (laughs) because he said so but definitely like there's been times when my own child starts yelling at me or telling me I'm a bad mother I'm not a good mother whatever that whatever they were saying and I do freeze I don't I don't want to react the way my dad reacted so I Mm -hmm. just stay still and that's that back to that freeze mode that I have I guess yeah yeah and I think like it's amazing to have the knowledge that that's what's happening and be able to like stop in your tracks and figure out how to take the next step. Um, some of the signs that your trauma has been triggered, I think is a good thing to talk about just so that we can help other people be yeah. aware that this is what's happening to them. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go through a lot of um, emotions um, and you're not going to go through them all, but you may have anxiety or despair, shame. Yeah. Um, you could become more irritable. You could experience feelings of rage, yeah. um, panic, and then sensations in your body, you're, you could have an increased heart rate, tightness in your chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be restless, have muscular tension. Um, I actually want to go back to the um, rage. <laughs> um, we talked about that could be one of the things that you go through, I think. Both of us don't have that. We don't get angry and we're actually working on getting angry. Yeah. We just went to, um, I don't know, what was that last night called? It was like a session or a seminar. It was a seminar. A sure. seminar. That's a good word. And, and Gabor Mate actually was there. So it was very exciting. But he did talk about how we should be letting our anger out and the consequences of not doing that. And yeah. I just hear that so much. So I'm like, I want to repeat that for everybody. Yeah. You need to healthily be angry like not yelling and hurting somebody but um letting your anger out in in a way that's healthy so i've gone to rage room and i've thrown axes and smashed plates and done all sorts of stuff to do a healthy angry session but yeah i I yelled in the car wash yelling in the car wash (laughs) that sounds like the healthiest one you're not paying as much money for it either i think that that (laughs) might be the only thing i've done though that's okay it's yeah, it's something that I still struggle with. I get angry and I can feel it in my body and I do everything I can to shut it down. <laughs> Which, you know, after this thing last night, talking about, like, there was a movie and it was talking about how this woman was battling cancer and she did some therapies that helped her um, address, release some of her negative patterns and feelings and she ended up in remission which I thought was amazing yeah um and it's not explained by doctors because you're actually like figuring out who you are what you need and releasing stuff that you need to release yeah yeah which is interesting because it talks about that so much about releasing anger in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and so many things that we've talked about 
Yeah, that's true. So I've gone very off topic, but yeah. No, I, I think that's good because I think it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, we give each other little challenges as we go along. That, this might be a good one. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. Good ways to let her anger out. Yeah. 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 So maybe we need to come back to that in a future episode and just see where we have <laughs> grown. We'll take it one step further and say a cheap way, because of the things that I've done in the past with my girlfriend group is expensive. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's fun, be. but expensive. Yeah, that's there's, true. There's got to be ways that we can do this in a healthy way where we're not spending a ton of money. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we've brought up intergenerational trauma a couple times and I think that in my mind it is always backwards like coming down to me so like my mom my grandmas my great grandmas um, but I think that we don't often think about it also going forward mm-hmm. like we talk about breaking the cycle or whatever but I don't think that in my mind that I have connected that to intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. it just is like breaking the cycle but not what that means and for me I totally have that on my mind at all times because I work with only indigenous people right and I I think about it all the time and where my kids are at Um, so yeah it's always on my brain Mm -hmm. yeah so it's good it's a good it's a good point. Let's define it for everybody then. And yeah. It talks about intergenerational trauma being um, trauma is a negative event that overwhelms a, like a person's coping skills. So whether it happened to you directly or you witnessed it um, or you learned about it happening um, to someone close to you, some traumas are single isolated events like right. a natural disaster or car crash. Some can be lifelong traumas like abuse, like ongoing abuse or neglect or poverty. Regardless of how many times the trauma happened, though, it can take many years and courage and hard work to integrate them, integrate the work into your daily life. So they're talking about like um, moving forward and figuring out ways to move through it. Mm -hmm. And actually that um, kind of leads me to a little bit more of a tangent. Um, Excellent. Natural (laughs) disasters. So... Uh, My family lived in Alberta for a number of years, and uh, two weeks ago, their wildfires broke out, and the small town that we lived in was evacuated, and um, I was keeping in touch with my daughter-in-law throughout the day because her family still lives there, and one of her family members actually was staying in our house when it happened um but I was feeling very stressed out like I could feel it in my entire body um you know where we were talking about like the tightening of the chest and all of that stuff and I couldn't figure out why this was happening like why I was having this much of a reaction um I mean obviously I love these people my, my daughter-in-law's family, they're amazing. Um, and then I realized that my, my kid's childhood home is there. And my ex-husband lives still lives in that home. Um, 
and what that, how that would impact my kids. Like, and so then, you know, thinking too about all the moms that I was so connected to when I lived there um, and how they're having to protect their families, get them out of this natural disaster. So that's why it brought me to this because it's a, a singular event. However, it is like multiple days. They're still evacuated. Um, and the last I heard there was no, uh, no date to return home. Yeah. And so, you know, a long time. Yeah. In the last few years, we've been through a number of these types of events. Like there was, well, your communities, Lytton, Lytton was was that two years ago? Was burnt down two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then the flooding here. And then when we lived in Alberta, there was the fires in Fort McMurray. Yeah that the agency I was working for, we were trying to support families with children with autism. So it just like, I mean, this isn't generational, like it's not within generations, but it has definitely impacted us vicariously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. They're being evacuated from their town, which, and it's been two weeks now. So they're, they've had to leave their jobs then and everything, I'm assuming, and their pets and they brought their pets but it's a big deal i saw a facebook post today that one of them had just gone back they were able to go back into the town and get their cat oh my god yeah Yeah. and they've been like there's been um animal rescue people going in Mm -hmm. to check on the animals in the house like it this is it's a lot yeah wow but then also hearing about how the community is coming together and Mm -hmm. there's different people like an owner of a restaurant has been Mm -hmm in there cooking for the fire crews one of the Mm -hmm. hotels opened up how was everybody like Mm -hmm. this is a community that i know always like pulled together and it was very community minded so it's heartwarming a little bit to hear that this is still a community yeah Yeah. well when we were helping Lytton, when the the residents from Lytton that were evacuated their town burned down in very short period of time a lot of them didn't get their animals but um, those those people, like the towns around them, really came together and the communities and the organizations. That was really neat to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It was really very sad. Um, but I was going to say, even though like it might be not be affecting you necessarily, you don't live there, it might be a trauma response that you're having. And with the people that are going through it right now, their kids may have yes. intergenerational trauma and then that will that's of course going to affect their whole body and it might Mm -hmm. affect the next generation like their kids just because it's in their DNA now. Mm -hmm. So their kids may have some anxiety around that. And it's, it's really interesting if you ever want to do some reading about intergenerational trauma, there's so much information out there. Yeah. 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 So we always have strategies when we talk to you every week. So we wanted to talk about a few strategies to get us through mother's day and help her friends and family through it if you need Mm -hmm. Um, but also um, we wanted to add a little bit extra and talk about as social workers um, what we think are good ways to get through this or some little tips that we were looking at or thinking about Mm -hmm. yeah so um, some of the strategies um, of getting through are um, stay off the internet yeah. Um, yes. Looking at what other people are doing and then going, well, I guess I'm not special enough. Yeah. 
my family didn't do that for me. Yeah. That is not healthy. And it's not always true. I'm actually not on social media for that reason. I don't want to look at what everybody else is doing on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always believe it because behind closed doors, that's not necessarily even what's happening. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's the only thing they've done all year, whereas you do something every weekend anyway. Like, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You only get to see what they choose. Yeah. Um, some interesting points as a social worker that, I, that we had talked about was for Mother's Day, wouldn't it be nice if we could get things that will help us in the long run as long run as mothers? So one of the things that would be nice is affordable childcare for all. Yeah. Um, subsidized childcare for our kids so that and safe childcare of course. Um, but it's very expensive. Like sometimes uh like that second salary just goes to daycare. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe like sports or something, but that was part of why I didn't work when my boys were little because we did the calculations and it would have ended up costing us $50 a month. Like with the cost of childcare and having to run a second vehicle and all of that stuff, it would have ended up costing us money for me to work oh. even part-time. Oh yeah. Wow. So did you feel like, were you happy to be home or were you feeling like isolated or how did that work for you? Um, Like when my boys were in elementary school, like the younger grades, I loved it because I was able to go to the school and help out Um, I got to go on every field trip. Um, But when they were like, as they got a little bit older and a little bit more independent, then I started feeling isolated. But then that was also when I chose to go to work because they were able to stay on their own for a little bit after school. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Better postpartum care would be really nice as well. There's lots of people that, um, aren't taking advantage or can't afford some of the extra visits. Um, talking about more the States than Canada for this one, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're really lucky in Canada. We can go to the doctor and not worry about paying for it. But. Yeah. And then this next one, um, when we were going over this article, I laughed because this is obviously an American article. Um, Mums would love paid maternity leave without penalty, which means 12 weeks at least. Well, in again, I feel horrible for the American moms. Um, I can't imagine having to leave your baby at 12 weeks mm-hmm. and put them in daycare or whatever. But I know like you have to do what you have mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Canada, we're so lucky that maternity leave is a year or 18 months. It is now, yeah. 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 Um, but again, without penalty. Like So in my office there's well currently there's one person off on maternity leave and took 18 months but I think that the last or no the whole amount gets spread out over 18 months so it's like a portion like a small percentage of what the wage would actually be and it's amazing to be able to stay with your baby for their first 18 months but often people can't afford it because you you live the way you live and it's quite a pay cut to make yeah um flexible work hours would be great a lot of a lot of places don't have flexible work hours Mm -hmm. um even in our field uh, of social work you would think that they would but they don't um you work full-time or pretty much nothing 
Yeah. Um, so that, that would be really nice um, mm-hmm. for many people, not just us. Yeah. Or like job sharing even. Yeah. Um, working from home. I know that COVID kind of opened those doors, but I feel like people, or not people, like employers are not willing to take that further. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I know like in our job, we proved that we can work at home. And yeah. I think, especially on my team, we've talked about like lots of us feel like we're more productive when we're at home because there's not the social interruptions we're not connecting with each other multiple times a day um which is healthy and in our job we need that in order to stay um level Mm -hmm. we need to debrief or whatever um but it's not supported necessarily by the employers yeah yeah so that brings us to like equal equal rights because <laughs> yeah. all of these jobs are like women um, heavy jobs that yeah. we don't get the flexibility in. Um, and then there's the whole body issue like mm-hmm. um, we don't have this in Canada but in the states they don't have the right to choose anymore. Things are different there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if we want to dive into that topic at That's all, a but pretty big one. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, if you really want to have Mother's Day um, suggestions, those are some. Um, there's a few other ones that we can bring up regarding like social work issues for like the bigger picture for women. Yeah. Um, like supporting more legislation that yeah. are for women. Um, yeah, I really like this one too. Um, buy from mom-owned businesses. Like there's yeah. so many moms that. Um, have a side hustle or they just work straight out of their homes yeah um i think a lot of mums take up photography or baking or i mean any number of creative yeah. or like bookkeeping even yeah um so support those businesses yeah. to allow these mums the opportunity to yeah. be flexible I actually had a really good opportunity in the summer. I went to a, a town where there was actually no Starbucks and they were everything in the town. Blasphemy. Was, yeah. No, everything in the town was like run by people that there's no like chains at all. Really. Um, there was coffee shops, but they were run by the local, you know, neighbor or whatever. And there's lots of fruit, fruit stands and vegetable stands. There was yeah. really, it was really, really community oriented and people just supported each other. That was a really cool feeling. Yeah. And like as much as I love Starbucks, <laughs> um, I those little places, like the little coffee shops that are personally owned and yeah. are so cool. Well, because they have love in their ingredients. They really do. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another one, don't refrain from judging other mums which I think also ties in with the staying off social media. Like we're not here to compare ourselves to other people. Um, And whether that's positively or negatively, like, Oh, I would never do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to support each other and build each other up and have conversations. Like if there's something that you see a mom doing that you wouldn't do it that way, talk to them, Mm -hmm. have a conversation like, Oh, I noticed this. Can you tell me more about that? Like, how come yeah. that's the way you do it? Just be curious instead yeah. of being critical. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and if, if you know moms that want to go back to work, support them emotionally, like emotionally, if nothing mm -hmm. else, it's hard for moms to go back to work. It is. Yeah. Okay. So we'd really love to hear from you guys, how you got through Mother's Day, how it yeah. was for you, what worked, what were the strategies that, um, got you through the day or mm -hmm. that you noticed other people did that you're going to try next year. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as with every week, we know that this is, it can bring things up for people. So please make sure that you have somebody that you love and trust that you can talk to. If that means finding a professional, um, make sure you're taking care of yourself, journaling, however that needs to be done. Uh, drink lots of water because that helps our bodies. Um, get out in nature get it's out so in nature <laughs> yes yeah I my goal is to get out on the water on my paddleboard because I feel the best then mm -hmm. I don't want to do when it's 30 degrees though um yeah we really appreciate you guys taking the time to spend with us we do hope that you had a good mother's day if you're a mother um if you didn't we're here to listen if you want to reach out. Um, remember to scroll down to the bottom of the page if you're listening on Spotify. There's always a question to answer. There's a spot to leave a voice memo for us. We love hearing the feedback. Like we have people that get in touch with us um, personally. There have been a few people leaving comments and answering the poll questions, which we get super excited about. Um, but yeah, we just encourage you guys to interact with us and let us know your thoughts, your feelings. We really appreciate you guys and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again.